The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. Welcome to a Super Monday <laughs> here on Red Eye Radio. <laughs> Gary, how are you? Oh, good. Let's let's start out with a little bit of humor. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Kareem Jean Pierre over the weekend. Why is why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a it, part of a it's a it's a what you call a coalition, a consortium, a, consortium, a, a pact so, of nations, a pact okay. exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that again. It, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in in uh, in uh, it, clearly in 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 in, in step with. Uh, right. Canada. Uh, uh, Canada. With Canada. I told you guys you've been saying it wrong all this time. Well, I told, I've been trying to tell everybody you're saying it wrong. It's Canada. Yes. Everybody laughed at me. Now who's laughing? Well, I mean, I grew up on the border and I had never heard that pronunciation. Mm. And, and maybe that's why I grew up on the other border. And that's all we said. We said Canada. We never said. You mean Canada. You, you grew up near Mexico? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The other border. You're on the Canadian border. On the Canadian border. Uh-huh. Yeah. Canadian. If you're talking about it in a descriptive, yes, you add the end. Well, Canadian would be gr- uh, would be fine. Canadia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Canadia is the is the name of the country. <laughs> which is why which is why it's Canadian. You just heard it. <laughs> so just uh for our Canadian friends. Right. Uh we do know things. Uh, for example, uh, we do know that Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Congrats. But we also know here on the show, just don't, just so you don't think that the White House spokesperson, uh, just because she's completely clueless that we are, uh, congratulations to the Toronto Argonauts for winning the Canada Football League Championship back in November. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> You should see her. She's she, all of a sudden. Someone said, "Oh, okay." Someone has to explain what NORAD is to Kareen. Why do they let her do anything aside from the 
briefings with her book. Her hands were flying all over the place. She was looking for the book. She, I mean, her hands. Were, yeah, she didn't well, know what to do. It's 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 a. Yeah, no, she's lost. Wow. And and come on, she's clueless. Come on, Canada didn't have a say in it. No, Canada, come on, Canada didn't have a say in it. We did it totally. Trudeau said, don't you dare. We said, we're coming over. He said, okay, okay. <laughs> That's how they agreed, Trudeau. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Move over. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see how the comedian, uh, the Canadia. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> No, no, we're going to be stuck in it now. Now I'm the, stuck in now it. Now you completely. can't get out of it. You can't quit saying it. Oh my God. Oh. No, no, no. You know what's next? Wait for. <laughs> Hold on a second. It's going to have to be Joe Scarborough. It has, in my mind, this is playing out as Joe Scarborough saying this. Well, I've heard other people call it Canadian. <laughs> Some people. Some people. <laughs> find one that accurately calls it Canadia. Reminds me of the, reminds me of the old joke. The old, <laughs> the old border joke. Yeah. That uh, the real name of uh, Canada was Canid. And someone's an American once said to a Canadian, Canid, well, could you spell it for me? Yeah. C-A-N-A-D-A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. We uh, are we are not uh I, we want to make it clear here to all of our Canadian friends uh we are not Canadophobic here on the show. No, no, no. We we actually like most of you and that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and hello to our friends in Alberta. Um <laughs> <laughs> The Texas of Canada. <laughs> Darn straight. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just that, uh, yeah, we needed to come in and do some business. Oh, we are not making fun of Canada. No, we're not. We're, we're making we're, fun of her. We're making fun of her. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. No, I love uh, Canada. Uh, so do I. I mean, uh, I haven't half, been yet. Half my family came from there. Yeah. The, Mac- the McNamara side comes from the... Halliburton Highlands above Toronto. That's a coincidence. Half my family has never been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I want to travel there. A friend of mine took the train trip. Oh. You know? Yeah. Do the train trip. You know, across the... Mm-hmm. Is it across the entire country? Well, I think they have a train that goes across the entire country. I'm trying to think of the one that goes through... Oh, I think the, I'm thinking of the one that goes is it just go through British Columbia. Mm-hmm. My parents went on one of them one one time. I yeah. don't know which one. Yeah. I can't remember which one they went on. I, I get I don't I don't get claustrophobic, but I get antsy. I kind of want, you know, I want to go do something outside. So it would have to be a shorter trip. I probably could handle four or five days. Well, I don't maybe. know. I, I, I could, if if it was a murder mystery like Silver Streak. Yeah. Then then I. I would we, we yeah. get thrown off the train a couple would, times. Man, if, it's, if it's if it's that, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I would just I would just prefer the the mystery part. Yeah, the yeah. murder. I don't I don't know what the mystery would be about, but I would just uh, yeah prefer no no murder. The, 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 the train mystery would be okay. Yeah, 
Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get to uh, let's uh, get to Chuck Schumer. You ready for Chuck okay. Schumer yesterday? All right, Schumer, here by we the go. way, who said mm. that China was humiliated by the spy balloon scandal? Okay, all right. <clears throat> all right, let's. Oh, it's just so ridiculous. Here we go. The first balloon, there was a much different rationale, which I think was the appropriate rationale. Uh, we got enormous intelligence information from surveilling the balloon as it went over the United States and watching. Didn't the Chinese get enormous intelligence as well? Well, they they could have been getting it anyway, but we have to know what they're doing. What a load of horse manure. Seriously. Yeah, it's garbage. What? what I mean, just absolutely. Think, at, at, at least I'll say this. Uh, at least Democratic Representative Jim Himes, who was the top Democrat on the House Intelligence Committee, at least he was intellectually honest uh, when he was on Meet the Press. Mm. Here's what he had to say. All right. Um, you know, since then, of course, there's been the shoot down over Alaska and the shoot down over the Yukon. Um, Congress has been out of session. Um, and so we have not been directly briefed on that. Our staffs have been kept informed. But the reality is, Chuck, here, I think part of the reason, and by the way, I, I, I have real concerns about why the uh, administration is not being more forthcoming with everything that it knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we do have to, you know, uh, one more thing that we have to, to get to here. Uh, meanwhile, the, uh, the vice president is clearly aware of the situation. No exhaust, no diesel smell. The bus has Wi-Fi and even USB outlets next to every seat. I mean, come on, imagine you can charge your phone on your way home from work. If you if you're not watching it, it sounds like she's crying. She she does a better impersonation of herself. Well, excuse me, and it, a better exaggerated Im, impression of herself mm-hmm. than that impersonator does of her. No, I would have her on <laughs> SNL and say, "Okay, you just have to repeat the lines that we've written for you." Oh my gosh! It, it it's like watching a cartoon character. It's embarrassing. <sighs> it really is. Uh, it, every uh, every everything is here. I mean, it's just what what a zoo this was over the weekend. From oh no no, we let it travel all across the United States to whatever we see in the sky, shoot it down. Yeah, and then, then Montana. Airspace was shut I, down. My street lost two street lights. It's like calm down. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's clearly now Joe on, you know, full watch. What? Let's come on, Jack. What's that? We're not even sure what it is. Shoot it down. Wall Street Journal. (laughs) What's going on up there, Mr. President? Mm. Chuck Schumer's Sunday balloon spin will reassure no one. U.S. fighter jets shot down another flying object on Sunday, this time over Lake Huron. That's the third in three days and the fourth in eight. Yet the Biden administration seems about as eager to talk about this as it does the withdrawal from Afghanistan. As we write this on Sunday, the chief administrative administration spokesman seems to be senator chuck schumer who is about the last guy you'd send out to reassure anyone the senate majority leader told abc on sunday that the object shot down on sunday or friday and saturday 
likely also were balloon. He said he'd spoken with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, but Mr. Schumer seemed mostly at pains to boast about the administration's response and claim China had been humiliated uh, because its surveillance balloon was shot down last week after it fully traversed the United States. And then Schumer trying to say, well, we let it go across so we could get the intelligence of what's in the balloon. Yeah. What a load of horse manure. Yeah, that's garbage. The military operations in North America have Americans concerned, all the more so because the administration has been both tight-lipped and uh, dissembling. It didn't disclose the presence of the first balloon until civilians spotted it over Montana. Then it claimed it posed no threat, only to shoot it down after political criticism. Mr. Biden said it was not a major breach, but still shot it down. The administration also whispered to its media mouthpieces that the Trump administration had tolerated such balloon intrusions in U.S. airspace, only to correct that story after Trump officials denied any such knowledge. Turns out the Trump-era balloons were discovered only after the fact using intelligence methods. On Saturday, the Pentagon told Montana Senator Steve Daines that it detected a radar blip over the state and closed civilian airspace. But then NORAD said it was nothing. On Saturday, it shot down another object with Canada's cooperation over the Yukon Territory. And on Sunday came the Lake Huron military action reported by members of Congress on Twitter. No doubt the administration is still collecting information and wants to get the facts right. Or at least we hope so. Boy, they were being generous. Mm -hmm. But But if it doesn't know what the objects are, the White House ought to say that directly. Are we seeing these objects now only because they suddenly are looking for them? Are they sent by foreign actors or someone else? Do they pose a threat? And we don't mean only to civilian air traffic. What the hell is going on up there, Mr. President? And you notice, see, this is the problem. The president can't go out and speak to the press and answer questions. No, he can't. And why hasn't there been a very clear statement as a, as a, as to what's going on here to describe what's going on to the American people? Nothing. Who owns the objects? What are they? How long have they been there? And again, as they ask here, are you just now able to detect these and that's why you're shooting them down? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's, uh, there's so many questions asked, which we will ask these uh, these questions. You know, but, they, made, but, they made so many excuses last week. Oh, well, they're not able to get any data. Oh, well, there's not, uh, you know, they'll probably be over the U.S. soil for a couple of days. And, it, and then all of a sudden, the pressure was so great, clearly, that a week ago, Saturday, we learned that they shoot one down over open water. And now... We shot multiple whatevers down. Who do they belong to? What are they? What was their mission? What do we know about it? Where'd they come from? How long did we know they were there? Has this been happening all the time? Right. Because on the first one, they were able to go back and say, well, it happened multiple times during the Trump years. Of course, then again, that was questioned. Was it near Texas? Was it near Florida? Or was it over Florida? Was it over Texas? This is the kind of response you get when Joe Biden is in charge. Which is nothing. Nothing. Because he's incompetent. And everyone in his administration is incompetent. 
866-90-RED-EYE. Tires command a lot of attention. As a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations, any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration. Consider tire balancing, which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies and offers benefits like improved fuel economy, increased tire life, and reduced vibration. Unusual shaking in the seat, cab, or steering wheel is a warning sign your tires might need to be balanced. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, reading here, uh, John Bolton uh, in the uh, the New York Post. The worst mistake came on the outset January 28th when NORAD detected a balloon near the Aleutian Islands. The NORAD commander said on February 6th, it was my assessment this balloon did not prevent a physical or military threat to North America. Well, that assessment was wrong and uninformed. Could NORAD say indisputably the balloon's payload, the size of three school buses, contain no nuclear or radiological weapons? Could NORAD say indisputably it carried no biological pathogens or toxins that it could release into U.S. water supplies? Did NORAD contact foreign capitals to see who would own up to the balloon? Two days after the first contact, the administration reversed field, concluding the balloon was an intelligence threat. Then February 9th, amid frantic political damage control efforts, the State Department said the balloon was part of a global Chinese espionage program covering some 40 countries capable of intercepting electronic communications and self-steering. Did the administration so conclude only after first contact January 8th, or did it know all this beforehand? And if aware of China's programs in advance, how could anyone conclude that the newly cited balloon, absent clear contrary evidence was benign these questions alone demonstrate the biden's approach following chinese balloons multiple prior intrusions uh was completely inadequate was he gulled by beijing's claims of researching weather and climate change did no one consider the possibility such claims were simply a cover for malign purposes as is often true in intelligence gathering why was biden himself not briefed until two day three days after the first contact In today's threatening world, any unidentified object nearing the United States should be deemed suspicious. NORAD apparently presumed exactly the opposite. The balloon, moreover, was transmitting signals assuredly back to China. If the balloon were were innocent and merely astray, it is inherently incredible that Beijing, knowing its position in real time, did not immediately alert Washington. Of course, China may well have been lying even then, but by remaining silent, hoping the balloon ultimately traversed the United States without being detected, Beijing showed its uh, true colors. Days into the controversy, the Pentagon justified not shooting down the first balloon in waters off Alaska because of the difficulty in recovering the payload for analysis. This rationale is either knowingly false or disingenuous and constitutes yet another posterior covering covering reversal given general van herk's confession that he initially saw no threat 
Certainly in intelligence affairs, there is often a trade-off between acting to stop an adversary's actions before they become harmful or allowing them to proceed to learn more about them. The Bering Sea is indeed cold and deep, but apparently not so cold and deep that the second object could escape being shot down on February 10th, perhaps closer to Alaska's shores with recovery options no underway. Finally, the administration has said repeatedly it did not want to destroy the first balloon over land to avoid risks to innocent civilians, yet it did just that over the weekend, over the Yukon and Lake Huron. Hmm. So, Yeah. Uh, again, is just the, the response on everything from Biden is just totally all over the place, including this. Call in and get a word in edgewise. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. I saw on Fox News yesterday, Senator Bill Hagerty was on, mm. uh, the Republican from uh, Tennessee. And he stated, and this is something that you and I brought up last week immediately. He stated that he was stunned that a senior Pentagon official disclosed that there were Chinese spy balloon flights under the Trump administration because doing so dangerously revealed a lack of capability that caused those flights to go undetected in an attempt to deflect blame from the Biden administration's handling of the balloon and in doing so for political purposes demonstrates the Biden administration's weakness and their tendency just to look uh, 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 to political excuses and to deflection. Mm. He said, quote, I'll tell you what else shocked me to hear this Pentagon, a senior official from the Pentagon, an unnamed official coming out and trying to deflect blame to say this hadn't that this had happened in the Trump administration. Again, if it did happen, it went undetected. This is serious classified information. Exactly the yep. point that you and I yep. brought up. Yep. Exactly. And that's what we have stated. And I haven't heard this lot enough from Republicans over the last couple of days, because it's the conclusion we went to. We said, wait a minute here. If, you know, we, and in, in this time where we're talking about the overclassification of classified material, right? What about the underclassification of classified materials? Because if you, if Chinese balloons were in here before, the last thing you would do is publicly state that you didn't detect them. Right. If they if they came over or they came near or were quickly over, you don't want China to know that. And we viewed that and said, well, that would have to be classified information. So our question was at that point, oh, and the fact that nobody, no one else in Congress knew about this. Right. So if it wasn't classified, how did Congress not know? Right. How was it not in the media? And if it's and if it's classified and it's a breach of U.S. airspace by the Chinese Mm. and they knew about it for more than a day, which I believe they probably did, Mm -hmm. because we still don't have the timeline of well, when did you find out? Did you just find out a couple of days ago? Did you know two months ago you're you're telling us the Chinese have breached uh, United States airspace and, and and have breached NORAD and our capability of early detection? 
and nobody from Congress knows about this. Right. And the Pentagon didn't go to Congress and say, look, we need more money because this is what normally happens. Mm-hmm. We need more money to have a better defense system here. NORAD is not operating correctly that the Pentagon is keeping that to themselves. Right. And and then when obviously something like that would be classified information, why wasn't it classified? And it, if it was classified, who allowed the declassification so they could leak it for political purposes. Right. Wow. I mean, because, again, the 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 political effect is right out of the Biden playbook. Well, get it out there that Trump did it, that, or that it happened during the Trump years. I, in other words, point your finger at Trump. Yeah, but Trump, yeah, but Trump. Well, this is sensitive information. How is it not classified? Did someone and, declassify it along the way? Now, here's here. I want to read the quote uh, from Haggerty. Hmm. I'll tell you what shocked me. A senior official from the Pentagon, an unnamed official coming out and trying to deflect blame to say this had happened in the Trump administration. Again, if it did, it went undetected. This is serious classified information. It reveals a lack of capability that should have never been used in that manner. Using classified information in that manner for political purposes, again, reflects this administration's weakness and their tendency just to look to political excuses and to deflection, end of quote. So is he saying it was classified? He's either saying it was classified or it should have been classified. That's why I decided to read the quote. Yeah. Using, quote, using classified information in that manner for political purposes. And think about this. This This is serious. This is classified information that talks about our early warning capability of NORAD. Well, here's the thing. How is this not classified? Because if it wasn't then members of Congress would know, and this would have been, the media would have had this story before it happened within the last couple of weeks. Right. They would have had the Trump years story of this. Now, the claim is, by the current administration, yeah, but the Trump administration didn't know. Then when was all of this learned? And honestly, those are the two questions. How much of this is classified information? Was that a leak of classified information? Did somebody recently declassify this so they could use it politically about the Trump years? And then this commentary, something else we said last week. Mm. It was interesting because I'm reading all that. I'm like, well, that's what we said last week. Nobody was saying this last week. Nobody was saying this last week. And we said the whole thing about, well, you know, flying over Alaska. And yeah. it's like, you know, when, and, and we went, why would they let it fly over Alaska? They're making it sound like only Montana uh, has has assets we should be worried about. Mm-hmm. Alaska mm-hmm. has tons of them. And this commentary in uh, Real Clear Politics, did the generals forget that there are nine military bases in Alaska, including a Coast Guard base right. on Kodiak Island? You brought that up last yep. week. The key defense facility at Elmendorf Air Force Base in Anchorage, the strategically invaluable Clear Air Force Station based near Fairbanks, apparently no. 
and they may have uh, even forgotten that Alaska has been a U.S. territory since 1867 and a state since 1959. <laughs> exactly what we said. Maybe Otherwise, they thought it was part of Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, how do you explain that our Joint Chiefs of uselessness had not mm. notified the president, the nominal commander in chief, about the incursion into our airspace. Pers- that's almost yeah. to the word yeah. what we said exactly last what week. We were saying none of this adds up until you introduce the name of Joe Biden. Never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to f things up, and I mean botch it completely. Wow. It is mind-boggling how bad this this whole thing is. The weekend thing was, and you know, the stories coming out, I fully expected that there was going to be a, a an address, a either prime time. I thought to myself, well, man, especially after the Lake Huron thing. Yeah. I thought. Will the will the president make like a you know he didn't you know they, well we're not going to do you know the the whole Super Bowl thing but will he make a an address or primetime address or release a statement or something he I mean just a short statement he can't do a press conference no 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 Be- press because, conference because because if he goes out oh my god if he goes out and the reporters oh. are there and makes a statement and then they start screaming questions and he turns around and walks he away can't do that you can't do that in fact honestly if i were advising sitting in the oval office that way the camera fades and and you see nothing of his back don't have him walk to a podium and then turn around even if there's no press involved don't have don't have that imagery because it's already burned in the minds of americans how many times he's done that with the press in the room you don't want that have him sitting at his desk in the Oval Office, and a short statement. I was kind of expecting something. I thought, my gosh, with all the activity, especially after the Lake Huron thing, I thought, okay, there's got to be something. We'll we'll hear that he's going to make a short primetime address right after the Super Bowl or something. Or, I don't know. Shutting down the airspace in in Montana and then the Yukon thing. Right, yeah. uh, uh, and, And then there was another one that said, Whatever happened to the other one about there was one over Northern California? I didn't see that one. Yeah, but I they, saw a story they, someone they also uh, very quickly, in a short period of time, they uh, they they false. set out the defense airspace over the Great Lakes area, and then and then that went away, and then we learned about the Lake Huron thing, and it was like okay, all right, that's what happened there, but nothing, no statement. Because if, here's the thing, the reason I say that is that if they are in charge, because, I don't know, politically, you and I have been doing this long enough to know, all right, this you go out and, and now pretend like you know what you're doing, you're aware, and you're going to protect American soil, right? You're going to get on top of this thing, and you demonstrate that by going after those objects that are in the air, and you take them down. And if that is the case, then you're in control. Why not a statement from the president? 
if that's the case. If you're actually in control, it tells me you don't know what the message should be. And it would be very short, I would think. That we promised the American people that we were going to get to the bottom of this. And as such, as we have been working uh, through all of this uh, to find these any devices oh. that are in uh, the American airspace or in airspace that that presents a danger to America, including in North America, then we are going to find a solution to that, and we are going to take care of the problem immediately. And on Friday, I believe it was a reporter that brought it up to John Kirby. Then they admitted that there was another one. No, I think you're right on that. Yeah, the reporter right. brought it because yes. I, I know right. a couple of articles on that. Right. That that were stating, whoa. Well, and on the Lake Huron thing, it was lawmakers that brought it up. Yeah, exactly. There, so these things are happening, and they're not in control of their own message. What no. does that tell you? It's just really how bad. do you not have a message when you know you've got a, a captive audience? Uh, of you know, in terms of the Super Bowl. Because that's where I thought. That's why I thought it was going that direction. I thought, okay, look, you have opportunity here. Uh, you you're clearly in control of this. You're trying to get on top of it. You're going to use that for some political leverage, and you're going to send a message to China at the same time. And you're going to be clear on that message. It's going to be a very short message, and you you deliver that message in I don't know two, three, no more than five minutes from the Oval Office, and you get out. Why didn't that happen? Likely for the same reason that we didn't learn about these items. We're just the media is is learning about these items or lawmakers are telling us what happened. And the White House doesn't have any clue about what's happening in the U.S. or Canada. (laughs) They're scrambling. Good God. Because they're clueless. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading it here. Uh, did Kirby bury the lead in revealing shoot down of object over Alaskan Arctic? I knew that I read it. And this had come out on uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, that uh, it was a reporter asking a question. Hey, there's a report of something else being shot down. Hmm. And then he says, yeah, I can confirm the Department of Defense. It's like, whoa, he already knew about it. He yeah. went up to the podium right. and didn't say didn't anything say about it until, until, he, asked. until he was asked about it. Right. Uh, Joe Concha, who works for TheHill.com, was on Fox and highlighted the way the news essentially slipped out in response to a reporter question and that the administration through Kirby did not voluntarily announce that. That was done on purpose. The object, we're told, was shot down hours ago, and the White House decided not to say anything about it, Conscious said. Hey, John Kirby, that's the lead. You get up to the podium, and that should have been your first announcement. You should have been proactive in giving that information to the press and not wait for a question to be asked by a reporter. Well, that wasn't Kirby's doing. He was told to do that. He was told to do that. Otherwise, that would have been the first thing he said. This is the first thing I want to address right off the bat. Is there any decision that they make that's right? No. And here's the thing. 
is that because think about the question. Okay, uh, we can't go out there every time we shoot one down and then say, okay, we shot another one down. We can't do that. Well, if you don't, you're going to have somebody else in control of your message. There's no way that you can't say something about it because eventually you're going to have to address the questions about it. Saying we don't want to speak on it, I mean, honestly, and and it's clear that he has the ability to talk about it, but he was told not to bring it up. And when he was asked the question, he did not say no comment. He answered the question. So what are you doing? You're not controlling your message. And that's the number one thing you have to do in these situations. And this is horrible. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight. Well, I like this headline. I didn't even know this was uh, the case till uh, I saw the article. Yeah. Earlier this evening. Viewers blast Rihanna as biggest sellout over Super Bowl performance. How's that Kaepernick boycott going? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I did not know. Uh, in 2018, uh, when uh, Kaepernick enacted his kneeling campaign, uh, Rihanna said she would not be performing at halftime in a Super Bowl in solidarity with him. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's been, you know, five years, so things change. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if we're going to hear that, the, you know, starting, you know, now that football's over. Does Kaepernick have a chance of coming back next year? <laughs> I was telling you, I saw, uh, it was an ad, actually, on social media, uh, that uh, NFL tickets moving to YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday ticket, yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's going to be done by all amateurs. <laughs> it might be it might be better <laughs> hey guys uh so uh okay uh today on my channel i'm gonna be showing another game <laughs> don't forget to click su- subscribe and you know hit the like button leave your comments down below i'll leave a link to uh the uh all the game stats after the you know the game and uh yeah um yeah uh thanks for they all they all do that they'll they'll stop and they go um, yeah, <laughs> which by the way, I love the amateurs on YouTube. I, I'm a huge, huge fan. I'm just, it's, it would be funny to see that, but, uh, the, now, which was it direct TV 
that had it before, that had mm-hmm. the NFL ticket yep. before? Yep. All right. And I'm guessing that's going to be an upcharge on YouTube? Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So I mean, uh, the last couple of years, they were giving it away for free, though, on DirecTV. Well, so here's my question. No, YouTube plans on charging. They do? Yeah. Okay. You've already seen that? Yep. Okay, because they, yeah, they didn't make that case in the advertisement, but they never do. Yeah, because they they paid a ton for it. Yeah, uh, Directv was trying to use it just to keep people there. Mm-hmm. You know, because I dropped Directv a year ago, so and and they threw at me. You know, I actually got it. Don't drop Directv; you get free NFL ticket next year, Sunday ticket. And I'm like, mm, bye. Now, how many games are on the ticket? The su- only Is it the, roughly the, one per week. No, no, no. The Sunday afternoon games. Okay. So and the games that are on at uh, one o'clock Eastern time and four o'clock Eastern time. Okay, are the ones that they uh, they they cover, but not. But again, if you got it fifteen years ago, you know you basically was de- you were dealing with Monday night football. Then Sunday night football came in. Monday night football came in. Sometimes on Monday night football they've had two games. Then Thursday night football has come in, hmm. and then later on in the year Saturday football comes in. And so they keep, you know, whittling down. And it was, I'm, I, you know, I, I got it free for so long. I forgot, you know, what it originally was. You know, they um, used to be like three hundred and fifty to four hundred bucks wow. a year uh, for the year. Wow. So, but the the thing is, I, if you're only trying to catch your team, see, at that point, my team was never in the playoffs. So they never got any national games. <laughs> when your team isn't in the playoffs for like 17 years, they don't get national games. This year, though, I mean, good God, the Bills, I don't know how many games they got on national TV, probably, you know, on Sunday night and Thursday night and Monday night. I mean, they were all over the place. Uh, so, so you know, Go ahead. Yeah, so probably – if you, you you know that's what you get it you get this Sunday ticket to watch out of town games you really get it if you live in a different city and you want to watch your home team and um, and so uh, if I if you would have bought NFL ticket this year probably for the Bills you would have probably caught less than half of their games. So Directv paid one point five billion per season. YouTube ponied up two billion per season. <laughs> It'll cost you, as a subscriber, sixty four ninety nine a month. Okay, that's yeah. But you get other channels. Okay. According to this one source, you get other channels that they're throwing in. So. I don't think anybody cares about the other channels. That's that's a yeah. specific buy. So you're talking over three hundred bucks because it's September through Jan. Because now the regular season goes through January, right? You can play two games in January, so they'll charge you for that entire month. Hmm. So because September, October, November, December, January, five months. 60 whatever plus tax and everything else you'll be- so they're putting this in the package of youtube tv you've probably seen this you and i both have uh the the commercial free youtube yes that we subscribe to uh but they're putting this essentially in the package of youtube tv 
and and so for sixty four ninety nine you're going to get you're going to get the NFL Network along with uh, live TV from hundred plus channels. Wow, that's uh, that's crazy. Well, it's it's going back to cable. <laughs> you <laughs> no, know, it's, it's we're and I was telling you during uh, during the break when I, after I saw that advertisement come up, I thought, okay, but you know, Amazon got in the NFL game. Did Netflix along the way show a game? No, I thought they had shown a championship game or something. No, and so then you've got ESPN, ESPN Plus. ESPN plus 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 ESPN two plus ESPN two plus two. They announced that ESPN plus, which is a, uh, a again, you subscribe specifically for that. Now the 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 benefit of ESPN plus is uh, they've sort of taken over for NHL Center Ice. So if you're a hockey fan, you actually can get NHL Center Ice cheaper, right? Because it's only now you don't get <clears throat> you get most of the games, you don't get all of the games. Because I think right. TNT carries some of the games and whatever, and so that but you get most of the games for like seven dollars a month instead of probably thirty dollars a month. So right. ESPN now ESPN Plus is supposed to get, and I guarantee if they get a Thursday night game exclusively or Thursday night games, well then you'll see it you'll see it kicked up in price uh, uh, also. But um, yeah, I you know it's. And, and I'm still, you know, I'm still upset about not being able to watch a Super Bowl halftime show last night because I see this headline: Watch Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show, humps and grabs crotch, and I missed it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Doggone it! I missed it. I was sleeping. Yeah. How could I miss that? I yeah. watched. I watched a little bit of golf yesterday. I didn't watch. You know, I, I was asleep by five o'clock and slept till quarter to ten. So mm-hmm. I didn't see. You know, I woke up and actually I did wake up, get a drink of water, and one of my friends posted something, and I like he sent it to me, and I'm like, I'm sleeping, but I just woke up. Now I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Talk to you after the game, and he was just. He was just. He's a, a Bills fan, so he was like, the Bills should be in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Netflix is trying to work a deal. I wonder if they were trying to, you know, uh, bid against YouTube. But the YouTube story, I guess, has been out for a while. Um, and they're, well, they're trying to get into the sports game. Because, honestly, and I forget who it was that said it, that eventually – Live sports is going to be offered on streaming. That's primarily where, where people will watch it. It really just comes down to the money. I mean, who's going to offer the money right. for whatever package, right? And mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. And then those services have to go back and recoup that through advertising costs or advertising and uh, revenue and then uh, subscription costs along the way. And you know we'll see where where it goes the story really i mean we we talked about the disney layoffs last week a little bit um and i think that there were a couple of things that were you know going on there 
and um, it was Fortune magazine or, or one of the uh, financial magazines that came out and did the story about a week before the layoffs were announced and said that the other companies that came in with, you know, this idea of killing Netflix, right, um, as a streaming giant, uh, Disney, which did this huge thing of buying up all these studios, Marvel and and the Muppets and Star Wars and all these properties that they could put under Disney Plus for streaming wasn't enough. I'd say that that they took their focus off the kids and both their woke move oh, yeah, against absolutely. the yeah. uh, governor and legislators <clears throat> of Florida uh, and taking on the parents there, but also in your offerings on streaming. Because think about it. If you're if you're talking about getting away from what Disney has been traditionally, it's been about kids programming, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, as a parent and grandparent, I know the kids control the money in terms of the TV. The only reason I have Netflix today, uh, that I still have Netflix today, is because my phone provider uh, makes the payment. They cover that as a benefit. I probably wouldn't have it. I don't really care for much of it. I don't watch it a lot. The only reason I have Prime is because I get it for delivery right and you know and making purchases and getting those you know items to my house otherwise honestly youtube has greater offerings and and again in my opinion or for what i like to watch uh most of that is like amateur type stuff and off-road stuff fishing stuff we didn't even talk about this you know music we we, we didn't talk about this in our pre-show meeting at all that we were even going to talk about this um in fact we didn't talk about anything in our we didn't have a pre-show meeting (laughs) right Uh, but i was talking to my dad about it yesterday he said Mm -hmm. well what do you watch on tv and i said about 75 to 80 percent of the time is youtube and i said i get it commercial free now right and it's a completely different animal when you get it commercial free yeah and i said it's amazing that i actually watch more uh of amateurs yeah of amateurs doing Mm -hmm. you know because i said you know what whatever whatever cameras you know they're they're using or phones are using the quality is so excellent right and most of the amateurs have learned and have the editing software on their laptops and it's become as good as anything oh, that yeah. you, that, that yeah. you that you see on TV so right, yeah. you can watch so many different things uh out there and I said the amateurs have become at least for me and I know for me I finally reached the point there are really, there are no movies I want to watch anymore. Yeah, you know, it's, I, it, ta- it really is different. Yeah, in terms of the appeal of what they're you know putting together, mm-hmm. um, occasionally a, a movie will come across and it's like, okay, that was a good movie. Yeah, but not, it, it's yeah. there's there are very few that come out that appeal to me. I mean, things based in history, which then you have to go back and do your research and say, okay, what did they get wrong, or what did they not? What was not accurate in the movie? Uh, but beyond that, you know, it's also things that you can learn. I mean, there are guys out there doing whatever, you know, home repairs or DIY projects or, yeah. you know, any I, of those things. And I don't know how many repairs I've made. A couple of them were like reminders, you know, like, okay, you need to do this. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I used to know that. <laughs> And I hadn't made that type of repair in a long time. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know how many channels I subscribe to now, but that's the kind of stuff that appeals to me. 
And, um, anything that's useful or interesting um, and and funny. There's a ton of stand-up now. A lot of stand-up comedians are putting out their specials now on YouTube, on their own channel. And what they're finding is, you know, while there can be some concerns with content from YouTube, that the even with Netflix, they don't always get the response. They can own their own special on YouTube. Um, they can, you know, and other properties. When you sign a deal with Netflix, they own it. You can't take that anywhere. And so there's so much different, you know, content out there. It's that's the appeal. So I don't know what the future of streaming is, but I wonder if this is a good, you know, investment. Two billion a season for football. I I think YouTube is on to something, but again, we'll see. I guess how many games are they going to have on the on the ticket that that people are going to want to watch aside from whatever is already on TV. Yeah, the thing is you mostly get it to watch your home team. That's when you it, live out right. Of town. Exactly. 86690 red eye. Most owner operators leased to larger carriers are paid on a per mile basis or a percentage of revenue per load. The per mile basis is most prevalent among larger fleets. Percentage at smaller. Pay per mile tends to dominate discussions about pay just because it's easier to measure. And pay per mile often is wrongly used as the deciding factor in leasing to a carrier. While pay per mile can be a vital factor, it's not a cure for every ill. Nor does it mean a big settlement check is coming an owner-operator's way. Why? Because pay per mile always must be considered in balance with gross revenue as well as total costs. Gross revenue can include flat mileage pay, mileage pay that varies by length of haul, percentage revenue pay, and more. Most importantly, though, for every revenue dollar generated, only part of that dollar is profit. But for every extra dollar of cost saved, the entire dollar contributes to profit. Knowing and understanding your cost to operate is fundamental to understanding the true value of any pay package. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's amazing. And I think about at my age, if I'm changing how I watch, you know, entertainment, video entertainment. Yeah. And, you know, I dropped, you know, DirecTV last year and said the thing I watch the most is, be, and, and I, because of your advice, mm. I watch YouTube and I watched oh, over the weekend. I don't even know why. I probably some video came up about Mount St. Helens. So I went, oh, let me put that in. Let me see all the different investigations of, Mount St. Helens over the last, you know, 10 years or so. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. that's hiked it and done it. And that's what I've watched the majority, uh, over the, uh, the weekend. But even like, for example, Amazon Prime, you know, where they have original stuff. Right. Jack, right. Jack Reacher, I actually watched the entire series last year. Yeah. Jack yeah. Ryan, I couldn't get through the first episode mm-hmm. because the, it was, even though it was exciting to watch it, you know, because it's, you know, he's in the CIA and everything else. The things they did would never be done. They were so well, ridiculous what the CIA was attempting to do. Now, yeah. uh, I didn't take into account the Biden administration over the last week. <laughs> That's funny you say that is because I tuned into the new season and didn't get 10 minutes through the first episode. I've watched 
the first two seasons, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, it's kind of the setup scenario in the first season, and then they go on in the second season, and the second season was pretty good. Well, you know what it was for me, and and this one, and ten minutes in, it was like okay, it's like they were, it's like the Hollywood version of how well, that all plays out. You know what it was happens. for me, mm-hmm. and for the because I I was only on season one. Right. The the maybe I got to the second one. I'm not sure, but the the one where the dead bodies were brought in of the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't actually check through them, and one guy was alive. Right. That's yeah. never going to happen. I think at, that was season two, but that may yeah, have been. That's season never going to happen at a black yeah. site. And the other one was right. when they knew the terrorists were in France, yeah. and they contacted the French authorities, and they just went right to the apartment and walked in. Yeah. They didn't scout it out for three or four days to see who was walking in and out. Right. It yeah. Was, they it, make them look really horrible. Real stupid. Yes. I, And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, you know, all the hearings last week and everything that has uh, come out of the classified document scandal and and more last week was actually more Twitter, but it's all it all relates, though. It, it, it all, One flows into the other. Yeah. Uh, and... And uh, this headline report, White House and the Department of Justice agree to hide classified documents scandal. It comes from Breitbart, but they're quoting mainstream media outlets. Hmm. The White House and Justice Department reportedly agreed to hide President Joe Biden's classified document scandal from the American people uh, until it leaked to the press, despite their repeated claims of transparency. Not only did the White House and DOJ try to obscure the scandal from public view, but they also refused to divulge that the second trove of the classified documents were already unearthed at Biden's home uh, in Wilmington when CBS first contacted the White House about the initial leak of classified documents apparently illegally stored at the Biden Penn Center 
according to the Washington Post. Hmm. Early on, Biden attorneys and Justice Department investigators both thought they had a shared understanding about keeping the matter quiet, the Post admitted, noting the Biden administration's attempt to conceal revelations of the second trove of stashed uh, documents. Then this one out, also Breitbart, it was right next to each other. So I, again, quoting mainstream media sources, though. Right. Emails show National Archives secretly coordinated with Biden lawyers to retrieve classified documents from the Ben Pi- the Penn Biden Center before midterm elections. The National Archives on Friday released 74 pages of emails showing an archives lawyer coordinated with President Joe Biden's attorneys to secretly retrieve classified materials from the Penn Biden Center before the 2022 midterm elections. According to House Oversight Chair James Comer, the archives was previously instructed by either the White House or the Department of Justice to hide initial revelations of the Biden classified document scandal from the American people. Wow. In addition, the establishment media reported at least three times, and they quote all the different establishment media doing it, at least three times that Biden and the DOJ agreed to hide the scandal from public view with likely no plans to disclose it until after the scandal was leaked to CBS News on January 9th, Mm. weeks after the initial trove was found by Biden's personal lawyers on November 2nd. The emails released Friday due to a Freedom of Information Act request filed by Bloomberg, again, another mainstream media outlet, not conservative media, showed the archive secretly coordinated with, coordinating with, and accommodating Biden's personal attorneys to retrieve, uh, to receive, excuse me, retrieve classified records. The emails also show questions were raised about whether classified materials were also stored in Boston and Philadelphia. The initial reason or cause for the search of the Penn Biden Center by Biden's attorneys remains unknown. You know, one of the things last week that really uh, that I found interesting and I was able over the weekend, one of the other reasons we were talking about, you know, YouTube, uh, I don't need any television news source anymore. No, the, the things I can find in the the audio that I can find uh, in the videos, you know, uh, for example, I watched so much over the weekend and I know it's a couple of days old, so we're not going to play a lot of them today. But I found so many different I found like uh, I found three specific uh, places that I subscribe to now that have a ton of audio from everything the Congress does. Right. You know, all these yeah. hearings that went on last week, more than I could find anywhere else. Yeah. And, you know, neatly packaged into the interviews with a congressperson to, you know, one of the witnesses or whatever. But one thing that's really amazing is, and I think it was Miranda Devine wrote about James Comer and the number of whistleblowers and FBI agents willing to, uh, you know, come forward on stuff. And it's true because they were quoting, they said, these emails, and we have these only because of whistleblowers. They must have said that 10 times last week. Yeah, right. And so you just wonder how much they have. And I know the media was trying to come to a conclusion of the beginning of the hearings and the investigation last week, but they do that at their own peril because, as you and I both said, well, no, I wasn't satisfied with day one, but it's day one. Right. Yeah. 
you know, and you're they're asking a lot of questions to these witnesses without giving a lot of information to see how they answer. Well, you know, what's interesting here is that you mentioned the uh, television sources and 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 the fact that during breaking news, when there is a big story, quite often things go to streaming very quickly, either live streaming or the story itself is posted. I mean, within minutes. And that's what I find with live television is if there's breaking news, I go to live television and with the exception of something like, uh, you know, Corrine Jean-Pierre and, the, and the, the daily White House briefing or something like that, which is also streaming. I don't have a need for television because they're they're far behind, typically. If they're covering a breaking story, typically things are posted online by, I don't know how many sources, dozens that I follow alone. If it's a major story, I just don't have the, the, uh, the need for it anymore. I don't, it, it doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever. They fall behind very quickly in the coverage mm-hmm. yeah. and you find yep. by the time the facts are known that you see all of these posts that are that have happened along the way. And if you're following those posts, if you're following the live online coverage, you already have what's been compiled by anything in a in a broadcast. And, you know, this is the problem for the White House when it comes to anything. How many things have they botched in terms of the information? It, it is. It, I find it hard to believe because I know this is going to rail you know, and uh, bother some Democrats. The Trump White House wasn't this bad. No, I thought about that the other day. Actually, I almost said it on the air. I was thinking Trump was bad. There were there were a lot of miscommunications internally. He'd be saying something, and the. You know, is the White House team would be saying, well, OK, reacting to, well, he just said this. Well, and then for a while, they just quit having briefings at the White House. Now, the problem is quite often it was on, you know, uh, whatever the media was trying to, you know, throw at Trump. But you have to you have to control the messaging you have to, on on things like what we're seeing with these balloons, how do you not have control of your messaging? Kirby walking out and not now. No one told him he couldn't talk about it. They told him, don't bring it up unless you're asked. I, Think about yeah. that. Because otherwise he would have said no comment. I can't speak on that. Let me ask you this. Would, and this is a question that everybody, you know, and, and I'll go back. I'll go. We'll go as far back as as Clinton. Would Clinton have held a press conference by now? Oh, yeah. Would George W. Bush mm-hmm. have held a press yep. conference by yep. now? Yep. Would Obama have held a press yep. conference yep. by now? Yep. Would Trump have uh, Trump would have held one five minutes after he shot yeah. down the first one? Well, oh, yeah. Uh, over the Hawaiian Islands before right. it ever got to the Aleutian Islands. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Trump, Trump would have held one. Mm-hmm. And it's just they know, you know, because if you're going to sit out there, normally the president wants to come out and he'll take a couple of questions with it. 
Right. This president can't take any can't, questions. He can't take any questions. He, he can't. But he, they can't even put out a statement. Think yeah, about that's, that. That's, yeah. They can't even put out a statement. The president making a statement. That's what you're waiting to hear. And I, I thought to myself, well, okay, especially after the Lake Huron deal. I thought, all right, they're going to clear. They're going to. This was by design to send a message to uh, China, the American people, the world, or all the above. But yet, you go back and follow it, and as you brought up, wait a minute, Kirby didn't offer that information. No. He was asked about it and didn't speak of it until he was asked about it. And that was Friday. That was one over yeah, the Yeah, so, so what does that tell you? Well, they told him he couldn't talk. They didn't tell him he couldn't talk about it. They just said, don't bring it up first. Otherwise, that would have been the first thing. If you're in control of your message on this, this would be the first thing. Is that we can't tell you everything. This is what we, we can share with you. And you introduced that topic. Yet he was had to, he had to talk about it, which looks like backtracking. There is no way that that looks good because you're not in control of your own messaging. And it makes everybody wonder if you're even in control of the situation itself. Well, the whole thing is the first excuse that they give, and I was I was really amazed that that uh, Schumer was you know saying, well, trying to give the excuse. I mean, talk about the spin. Well, we let the first Chinese one go over the entire country uh-huh. because we were able to gather intelligence on it, uh-huh. and then the question uh-huh. is asked to him on the mainstream media. Well, weren't they gathering intelligence with us? Oh, they probably could have gained that anyway. Oh my god! Oh my god! I mean, it was just it was just so terrible and that the chinese were embarrassed by uh you know internationally uh-huh. by what went on uh-huh. and i'm just i'm shaking my head going wow this is really bad but when you think about it you went from an administration that refused to shoot something down that the administration now shooting anything down that comes on radar yeah oh it just it shows a it shows a it gives the perception of a complete manic administration yeah, that has right. no idea no, what they're doing, no consistency whatsoever, no forethought as to what they're going to do. And I think the perfect example is the Friday press conference where John Kirby h- had to be told, do not go out and t-. they didn't know what to do. And this was hours old. They don't even know how to report it. Right. We don't know what to do here. And then the Lake Huron, that came from Congress people tweeting it. It didn't come from the White House. It's just... I, I Because it makes... Here's the thing. Kirby was allowed to answer questions about it. He's not allowed to bring it up first. They were hoping that they could get through it. They did without anybody knowing. Right. They so did. what is that? So so then my question would be: If that's the case, then are they saying? Or basically, was Kirby told you only ask a question that is asked? Uh, uh, you only answer a question that is asked of you. Don't introduce this this item, and be very short on your answers. And the reason I ask that question is because are they still in the dark about much of this? Are they still in the dark with as many things as happened over the weekend on this? Are they still 
scrambling for answers themselves. Then you're saying that they have no idea what they shot down. No, that they know, but they just don't know how many more China might be sending. They don't know because all of the natural questions would be, what the hell's going on? How many are there? And how are we going to keep this from happening? Because keep in mind, over much of the weekend, it was objects. They didn't specify what was shot down. We were well into the weekend before they clarified that. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. The other thing is, too, with uh, all these things coming out, I mean, whether it's the, uh, whether it's the classified documents, whether it's the balloon thing, and the balloon thing, I mean, with, after uh, after uh, the Blake Huron thing, I thought yeah. somebody yesterday when I first saw the story, because I, I saw it on Twitter first, I went, okay, they're mistaking Huron for the Yukon or something. It's mm. like, oh, my God, no, they're not. It's another one. I, I'm just like, wow, this is unbelievable how bad they've handled this. And with all this going on, which is a complete and total cluster, what's going on right now. Yeah, right. And I see the headlines. Clyburn backs Biden. I see no reason for him not to run. And also, progressives now are getting behind Biden. Progressives now believe that Biden is the the, the right guy. All this is happening as it's just, it's horrible It's getting right worse. Now. It's getting worse. Everything's getting worse day by day by day. And it's like, well, yeah, but we all threw, you know, we all, you know, and, and there were a number on like, like Buttigieg, Buttigieg. And I believe this is because of how Buttigieg looked in, New Hampshire for Democrats. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And now they're denouncing him mm-hmm. as, you know, completely unqualified yeah, right. uh, to be president of the United States. Right. Yeah. This is going to be very interesting to see oh, what happens. It is. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, 86690-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live, overnight. All right, so the campaign is starting up already, even though there are some people who have not announced. For example, mm-hmm. Donald Trump has rolled out some new insults for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Oh, okay. The uh, former uh, president has taken to calling DeSantis Meatball Ron in reference to his appearance during private conversations people familiar told the New York Times. He also reportedly now calls him Shutdown Ron over his state's brief economic and social lockdown during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
In fact, the report suggests Trump and his campaign are making the pandemic a central issue in their attacks against DeSantis. Now, this came from the Daily Mail UK. I don't know if they're a couple Mm. of weeks behind, Mm -hmm. but Trump did it. But then I saw it stop. Where he went after him, you know, as lockdown Ron. Yeah. Because one of the first responses that came back was, well, even if DeSantis did lock down for a short period of time, he did so because that's what the federal government that you're in charge of, Mr. Trump, told him to do. Yeah. It's like, it's. I mean, early on, everybody was shutting down. Right. And I'm like, well, that's not going to stick. Meatball, Ron, is that going to stick in any way? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't With know. The, I don't know that the names work. Now, I will say, Sleepy Chuck Todd still works for me. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't know that the names are going to work. Um, and and here's why: it's because it's not going to be a back and forth. We've already seen that with Governor DeSantis. He's not going to engage. So it doesn't live forever. I love it here now. This is Daily Mail. Donald Trump has rolled out some new insults of for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as tensions continue to boil. Mm. Uh, are they? Are they? Did I miss something? Are they boiling? No, they're not boiling. Are there I mean, any tensions? I, I don't I, detect any I don't, tensions. I don't think DeSantis has ever responded. Yeah. Except when a reporter has asked him to comment, and then he never references Donald Trump and simply says, "Look, we're we're uh, we're, we're doing we're doing work here." That mm-hmm. is his stock argument: is Look, we're doing work here. We don't insult other Republicans. Right. That's what we're doing. Yeah, he didn't engage. Yeah. He didn't. He hasn't engaged. Nope. So. Uh, I, I find that the media trying to make it a little bit hotter than it actually yeah. is. It's yeah. really uh, Trump throwing out things against DeSantis mm. and DeSantis not responding. The media may be responding to it by asking DeSantis the questions. Right. But DeSantis himself doesn't really respond at all. Right. Yeah, Um. it's... um. Will name calling work against DeSantis that, from Trump yeah. in general? I, that's if- that. I I don't know that the name calling is is really going to go very far this time. Because uh, you're trying to prove yourself on a different level now, and you also don't have to prove yourself on other levels. In other words, if you go back, if you're Trump, and you go back and you do what the Wall Street Journal said. Go over your accomplishments. They said this in 2020. Uh, promote your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. If you do that, if you you stay on it, then, you know, that's that's one thing. I, I think it's a joke that has kind of played out. Now, will it make for interesting debates? Yes. <laughs> they will be entertaining. But does it, but with a Ron DeSantis specifically, there might be a moment in a debate, but really, it's not going to go very far. And and because it comes down to the question, the one question, are the rank-and-file GOP and independents done with Donald Trump? That's what it comes down to. Yes or no? So... 
there are things that have, you know, I guess you could say may have worked in his favor in the past. But it's like telling a joke for the first time. Some of these things, they raised eyebrows and it changed the debate season or the debate style. Um, you know, uh, and, and it also changed the response style for a number of people, you know, along the way of how they respond to the media or respond in social media and everything else. So, but it's already, now it's been done. And in, in 2016, it hadn't really been done on that level. Mm-hmm. And so it's like telling a joke that at first was shocking. Well, then at some point you're just the old Andrew Dice Clay doing your same material and we've heard it. So the point is, is that are people done with, is the GOP, are the voters, are the rank and file GOP and the independents done with Donald Trump? Do they think it's time to move on? And the tactics that will work are the ones that are, you know, okay, what are you going to do? What do you plan to do for your second term? And you have to go back with all of your accomplishments that you made during your first term, and then you've got to apply it now and then spell out how you're going to clean up the mess after the Biden administration. Which, by the way, in and of itself is a huge load. It's a huge, huge task. You're going to need some earth movers on that one. Whether you're Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, man, that's going to take some heavy lifting. My the the only thought that went through my head, uh, you know, when I when I read the article, uh, uh, you know, about that was, you know, meatball Ron. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. You're, you know, if, if there's, it's not like, okay, meatball Ron, uh, uh-huh, because, you know, if, if, if a label makes sense, even, even if you believe it's childish, like a, you know, uh, uh, sleepy Chuck Todd, mm-hmm. it makes sense because he looks like he's sleepy. Sleepy Joe Biden. Sleepy same Joe thing. Biden, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Meatball Don, you know, or, or uh, not meatball Don. Uh, meatball Ron. Meatball Ron just mm-hmm. doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. And when he went to attack him on the very short time that he closed down, where he where everybody was closing down at that time, and he, he was advised by Trump's federal government to do so, I went, well, you can't win that one. But really, it was a combination of both those over the weekend, that article that was written, and him going after Rihanna. Now, you can go after Rihanna. I, I don't think she's particularly talented i think she's extremely cruel uh cruel uh excuse me uh, very crude lyrics uh uh, very self misogyny against women very degrading lyrics about women and i guess i could you know say that if somebody asked me about it but if i'm running for president of the united states i'm not really spending much time on a pop star and he over the last couple of days trump just was all you know no talent rihanna you know and she had attacked him before. I just think Trump wastes too much time on things that don't matter to the American people right now. And and that's, I guess, my point is that, you know, you you got to talk. If you're going to reconnect, you're going to have to talk to the people. you got to start with the people in the middle, not just the GOP rank and file. You've got to reconvince the, the GOP rank and file that you're the guy 
But right now, you've got to convince the people in the middle as well that it's it's time for you to come back and that you would be the choice. You would be the right choice. And and again, my and my comments probably wouldn't be on necessarily attacking Rihanna, but the NFL and the commissioner for choosing her uh, in a in a family friendly event, knowing what's supposed to be a family friendly event, uh, and just the hypocrisy in general of the 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 NFL on many of these issues, mm-hmm. where they you know they they preach love and respect and everything else, yet they put on an artist that is extremely well known for her extremely crude, sexual, and uh, what I believe are misogynist lyrics, you know, against women, mm-hmm. treating women in a very cruel way. Uh, and it's just not what the NFL claims they are. So mine would be more the NFL than it would be, you know, against her. But he just, Trump just spends too much time. He did it before, and because he believes it worked before, he can do it now. Mm-hmm. Look, you're part of the establishment now. You were president. Yeah. And some may view you as an outsider, but many look at it and go, all right, DeSantis, serious, gets things done. <laughs> talks softly and carries a big stick, mm-hmm. not talks loudly and carries a small stick. Right. And that's what, you know, does Trump still have his support? Yeah. Do I find on social media the parroting of Trump that you might have seen four years ago against anybody that he attacked against DeSantis? Hardly any. Not right now, no. Hardly any. None of it. And and that's it. Um, you know, part of the thing, the grassroots thing for Donald Trump in 2016 was that he was an outsider. Three words, drain the swamp which started as established uh, establishment Republicans were the swamp and come in and, you know, remember the whole thing with Paul Ryan. Don't keep Paul Ryan as speaker. Mm-hmm. All these things. Well, nobody knew how big the swamp actually was. Maybe some of us had an idea, but ultimately it moved beyond the GOP. But there was an appeal. He was an outsider. He wasn't your, according to their standards, he wasn't the same old GOP. He was going to come in and gut the GOP, rebuild the party, and rebuild America. That was the appeal. And many saw him as the outsider able to do that, capable of doing that. Well, he didn't rebuild the GOP, but... He got some things done as president that he gets credit for. Yeah, absolutely. I would say that a number of them in the GOP were able to, he was able to corral them and get some things done. And I'm not sure they would have done that without him being president. So if you want to call that rebuilding, redirecting the GOP, whatever, it worked. But that's not there anymore. He still has, to some extent, an outsider appeal, but nothing like 2016. To a great extent, he's a known quantity. Coming up with names about others and attacking others within his party, you know, along the way, is predictable. They know he'll do that. 
And that's again the question. As of the is moment, that what though, we want. Yeah, as of the moment, though, it's falling flat. No, that's what I'm saying. That's a known quantity where you know, okay, this isn't what we want. If the GOP rank and file is saying, yeah, we've had enough of that. We've had enough of the infighting. We need to get it together as a group and we need to win. And we need to win and go on and keep it together as a group so that we can clean up the mess that Joe Biden has made. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866 866- 90 uh red eye did we say congrats to kansas city yet i'm thinking we did. yeah you did briefly okay, okay just i think you said it just yeah just like that congrats oh, kansas city congrats uh no not, by the way did you see not any the, the entire town just the team to be clear <laughs> did you see any of the game no yeah i was asleep so i didn't see any i woke up at one point and the game was still on I assume, unless it ended very early. It ended like but I went back quarter, to sleep. quarter after nine. Yeah, I went back to sleep, so yeah. I had no interest in turning it on. Yeah, I um, talking to a couple of friends of mine, I said, when was the last Super Bowl you saw? I have not seen one minute of any Super Bowl since mm, February of 2005. Mm-hmm. Since, really, I came on this show. Mm-hmm. So I've I've never seen one moment. I've never I've never seen a replay. You know, maybe if, if I've turned on you know the sports and there's a touchdown, whatever. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I just haven't seen. I just haven't seen one one play when when you uh, work this shift. You know, there's so many Sunday night games and Monday night games and things. You get used to not watching football or watching the big games. Yeah. You know, college. I'm probably a Able to, well, national championship for football I never can watch. That's always on a Monday. National championship for the NCAA I haven't seen, you know, since uh, 2005, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or 2004, actually, uh, mm-hmm. because their playoffs would be later on in the year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's just like, man, whatever. It's yeah, no, no big deal. Uh, it's a lot of fun coming in to do this show. I was talking to a few of my buddies, uh, just a, you know, a group text. You said you can't watch a Super Bowl. I go, are you kidding me with what we got to talk about tonight? Oh yeah, I there's there's some very important things that will always take precedence, and you know, um, I I was kind of surprised at how few. Uh, notifications there were from the game normally i'm and it's everything boom 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 all the different uh apps that i have from all the different news groups they'll and it's like during a super bowl they'll just it's anything and everything right and they'll 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 put it out there as a story because you know they're just trying to get clicks on their app and the whole thing it's how it works 
I didn't see but a couple, and it was mainly about the score. That yeah. was it. I only got the final. Yeah. That's the only update yeah. I got. I, yeah, I, no, I, I mean, I, don't I had even two, remember. and they were both about the end of the game. And about the final. It would have been ESPN yeah. is where I got it from. I th- no, maybe I got two. Maybe the New York Post also had it. Yeah. I don't know, but I got no – I but uh, I, I was amazed because, uh, as I said, I'd woken up during the uh, – right around halftime, apparently, to get a drink of water, and I saw one of my buddies text me, and he's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. I was like, I'm sleeping. Don't bother me. I'm going back to sleep now. And I remember looking, and I didn't see any score. There was no notification. I go, whatever. Must yeah. not be a big deal. The only thing, when I woke up, the only notice I did get, the one of the notices I did get was that uh, Mahomes had hurt himself, mm. that he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But that was like, that had went, went, went back to halftime, and it must have just become halftime, and I went to sleep, and that notification came across. Now, everything's on silence, so I didn't get it, but. Yeah. We got we got some great audio uh, coming up. So some great uh, one on electric cars, by the way, on an on a video audio that I hadn't seen. That's about two months old, but it was one of the best things I've ever seen from a Republican <laughs> laying it out. Where if Republicans lay it out the way they lay it out, you can't lose the argument. And plus, uh, uh, one uh, one piece of audio I want to play from last week. That uh, from the the hearings where Jim Jordan was uh, was uh, interviewing Yoel Roth from Twitter, and he said something, and uh, this is when they were talking about shadow banning, which isn't shadow banning. They just had a different name for. It. We didn't shadow ban. Hmm. What they called? Uh, we were involved in visibility filtering. Yeah, uh, but he was asked a direct question, answered it a certain way, and uh-huh. Elon Musk responded. It was yeah. it was pretty brutal. Right. We'll get to that coming up. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Eh, if you'd like to uh, join the, uh, the the conversation here uh, this morning. And just reading this here, this is something we've been talking about for a long time. Dan McLaughlin and National Review had it. The media's limited power to change observable reality that we're to the point now. And and you and I have talked about this a lot because still occasionally when we get close to election time, we always get those calls. We still got, we got those calls last year. You can't do anything to defeat the mainstream media. Right. And we're like, well, of course you can. Yeah. Uh, and we said their effectiveness is a lot less. Not that they, not that they, uh, uh, aren't effective still in ways but they are not nearly as effective as they were 30, 40 years ago in this country because there is alternative media that can be found. And also what you've gotten to the the point is, is the media has become such incredible political activists 
It's not about journalism anymore. It's about activism. Right. And and when people see what happened with the whole Hunter Biden laptop story and it ended up being true, even bigger than the Hunter Biden laptop story is COVID. And the, yeah. the, the censoring and the misinformation that was allowed and a lack of discussion when most Americans are hmm, pretty okay with having a vibrant discussion on a ton of issues, especially when you do 2020 hindsight. And we said this would happen. You do 2020 hindsight uh, on, um, on COVID. And think about this. And it doesn't affect me that much as much as it would parents with kids. But if you were parents with kids and they didn't go to school for a year and a half, right now you got to be pretty ticked off knowing that that was a complete waste of time. Yeah. That right. your child was harmed for something that that was being debated at that time was being debated as early as April of 2020 and May of 2020 as being the wrong thing to do because always from the very beginning, there were two things from the very beginning that ended up being true. And the first one was this affects old people. And I can say that because I'm old, old people and especially old people with underlying conditions and the older, the worse it is. And the other thing that ended up being true is that it wasn't nearly as harmful, not even close to being as harmful to children, to children, to healthy children. Right. None of those things really changed, did they? No. In the very beginning. No, they didn't. But the narrative changed. Think about the way that uh, they, they, they were shaping, reshaping the narrative. They were focusing, they, they changed the, uh, the words and how they were putting information out and, and the media was, uh, complicit in shaping those words. They were focused on instead of hospitalizations and deaths, then it was the number of cases. Well, wait a minute. Highly contagious virus. We know the number of cases is going to skyrocket. And then it was, Mm-hmm. You know, on the vaccines. Well, if you're you're vaccinated, you can't spread it. There was no information on that whatsoever. No one ever claimed that to be fact and showed the data when they claimed it. They just stated it as if it were true. And that is, you know, these but these are the things all along that that. We looked at and questioned if you were questioning, you were shut down. Post something on social media, just a question on social media and see what happens back then. Well, we saw it. We saw it took place time and time again. And I think, remember, a lot of things that happen are pretty abstract to people. Mm. The Hunter Biden laptop story and whether Joe Biden and his family were enriched and involved in an influence peddling scheme does not affect Americans themselves. Now, they're upset if somebody makes money in politics or influence uh, is involved in influence peddling, but it doesn't affect them directly. 
everything about COVID affected people directly. And that's where people pay attention. Mm -hmm. And that's why. And he has this article here. The media's limited power to change observable reality. When things and and I always say this observable and self-evident. And when things become observable reality and self-evident reality, it doesn't matter if somebody's on TV telling you the opposite. You know what you see. Yeah, you know what's going on. You can sit there and you can you can read on it. I was always I will tell you this. What really always amazed me and we said this at the time is how the teachers unions were so successful in shutting down schools Mm. when they should have never been. There was no science to back them being shut down. Right. And then, as we know, Americans look, Americans understand, you know, the the uh, analysis that came out last week that we brought to you about masks. Yeah. You know, now, okay, now they're now they're studying it. uh Oh, uh, the masks, eh, well, really, they never really worked. Right. And it didn't matter from the very beginning, because remember, from the very beginning, and that seemed to make sense. Okay, they're formed in the droplets. Well, if you can stop the droplets or the acceleration of those, those the droplets, the actual droplets, yes. But when they were just in the air and didn't have to be attached to a droplet, what we found out later on is none of them were really attached. To, that Some may have been attached to the droplets of the virus, but not enough to stop it even early on from the earliest variants. And, and that's well, and, and even, yeah, even the masks weren't going to be good at, at stopping enough of, a, a, you know, the contaminants in that case. You would basically have to be dressed in a hazmat suit. Right. And even then, it's questionable. And so those are things that Americans saw. Well, wait a minute. We're not being told the truth. We're not being told the truth. Mm. We're not, and it, it continues now, especially with this administration and the way that they explain things. Yeah, right. And and Americans aren't stupid. It's observable reality. Biden won't answer a question. Any tough thing, if it's a softball, people understand if you sit there as a reporter and you ask a question to the president and he lies and there's no follow up to the obvious lie. People get that. Mm-hmm. And when you see everything, all the polls that are showing now when it comes to Biden and Hunter Biden and the influence peddling, uh, enriching the family, you look at all the polling out there and you just say, you know, the the uh, 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 the classified records, nobody believes Biden. And Biden's out there saying, well, the polls don't matter. What people think don't matter. That's not what they, the polls are all wrong as to what people think. Well, everybody knows that's not true. Yeah. We like to sit there and when we disagree with the polls, say, I was never polled and all polls are inaccurate. Mm. But if you actually look at the polls, the polls plus or minus, even for elections for the most part, you can sort of figure out and you can go back after an election and say, okay, these pollsters were the closest. Right. They're not off by 50 points. No. They're not off like projections for GDP <laughs> and, and, and inflation. They're not, they're, they're not as far off as the economic project, projections that exist out there. And so people look at it and they go, okay, I'm being BS. It's like Schumer. 
trying to say, oh, it was great that we let the Chinese balloon fly all across the country because we were able to get valuable intelligence. Yeah. Everybody knows he's gaslighting. Everybody, everybody in New York that voted for Schumer 75 times knows it's Schumer's line. <laughs> Everyone does. And, you know, and, and the, the interesting thing is when you look, for example, at a Queen Jean-Pierre, they probably think she's doing a great job. I expected her to be gone by now. She's not gone. Now I know the uh, the uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, um, oh, the other one's gone. You saw the other one's. Leave. Yeah, yeah. It was announced when Friday. Yeah, Kate. I can't think of her last name. But Corinne Jean Pierre's. She and she was. Well, I wondered is that the next thing to happen? Is she going to announce she's gone next? I I was yeah. almost waiting for it for the weekend. I thought uh, we'll see. Well, she has to be because as soon as she speaks, yeah. you go. She's clueless well, and she's lying. It, it's it, it's just horrible, honestly. It really is just horrible. And this, I is, thought maybe they would put her in a different role, where she's not essentially she's not. What would that be? Dealing with the, I don't know, but it, she wouldn't be <laughs> anywhere where she's not answering questions. <laughs> now she's she's out. She's gone. She should have been a long time ago. Yeah. Because she's absolutely horrible. She seems clueless. So she is clueless. For her trying to explain what NORAD was. Oh, we played that audio cut earlier. That was hilarious. She has no idea what NORAD is. Hmm. No idea. But if the... She she knows nothing about everything. Yeah. If the Biden administration wants to, you know, if, if let's say Kirby would move into that role. Uh, that'd be a horrible move if you put an older white guy in after you fire a openly gay woman of color. Yep. I'm saying by their standards. Right, by their standards. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's why I always saw them as moving her to a different role. She has an office. What does she do? A number of things. She does things and stuff. She doesn't answer questions. That's what she does, not answer questions ever again. Oh, my gosh. Canada. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, people aren't stupid because they have kids. And this administration answers like a child. They play games like a child. Yeah. They play games like a child. Their evasive tactics are right out of... It's, it is like dealing with children. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a zoo this week. It's going to be an absolute zoo. Yeah, yeah it is. Because none of it's getting better. You look, the only good day the president had was not any of his actions on the issues, but, hey, he promised us everything and said, mm-hmm. I'll give you everything. It'll all be free. And we'll reduce the budget by giving Americans almost everything we possibly can. Yeah. Wow. We like that delusion. Okay. Okay. But then the reality, hit, well, as it's hitting now, again, inflation's not going away. No. It's going to stay. It's not decreasing. It's increasing. Even as we explained it last week, even at a slower rate, that's like saying, eh, my gas bill's been going up 10 bucks a month. 
and now it's only going up six bucks bucks a month. So You're, it's going down. And yeah, it's not going down. It's, going, it's still going up. It's going down. You have more money in your pocket. <laughs> huh? Yeah. The lies are so obvious. No, it, that that's the problem is is that when you say things like that, that's observ- Ameri- that's observable reality. Well, and and you've been using the word pricing when it comes to inflation. Yeah. Look at prices. The the American people deal with the prices, and you're telling them essentially prices are coming down, and they're not. You expect them to buy that. You expect them to take that and 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 believe that it's going to be that that it's a good thing that it's true. You're a moron. Eight six six ninety red eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. A new report, the left finally admitting hmm, that electric cars aren't going to work either. Oh. Oh. Well, isn't that what we've said all along? And we're extremely demonized for. We'll tell you about this uh, new report. And plus, uh, a Republican hitting it head on. This is actually a couple of months ago. I just discovered it over the weekend. Hmm. And uh, it was just, it just, just dead on. You can't argue with it. Yeah. And, you, and it's everything that we've been talking about for the longest time. The fact that it doesn't matter. You cannot reach the level of, of, uh, that Biden wishes to get to hmm. on electric vehicles because we can't produce it. Right. We can't produce what's necessary for the batteries. Right. And they're not green, as the greenies are now finding out. You know, it's unfortunate that a child actually had to lead the the Democrats to the point that electric cars and what the Democrats wish to do to climate change is a (laughs) smokescreen. Well... They wanted her to do that, and then, of course, she started working against their own interests. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.